Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thurwa. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Synergy member Anderson Daniels. How are you doing this evening? I'm very good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm very good, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing remarkable has happened today, but I'm having a good day. So, <laughs> so huge thanks it for joining me. It is, isn't it? It's just... No, it's my pleasure. It's great to be here. Great to be here. Yeah, I think this is my third interview with a member of Synergy. So I only got Jack to go, I think. So. <laughs> nice. But it's like uh, like Pokemon cards, collecting them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I, was tell, I was telling Keen, I don't think you should get them all, all at once. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> sure, a lot. I'm sure I'll be like herding cats trying to interview four people at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd swerve that as well. <laughs> Full of good ideas, Keenan, but that's that's not one of his best. <laughs> so how 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 do you survive lockdown? Do you know about the same as everyone else? I think it was mm. the first lockdown felt a lot easier because obviously it was sunny, yes, and it was nice, and I was happy working out outdoors and all this kind of stuff. And it was one of those. I think we went into it with that view of like it's eight weeks of lockdown or whatever it's meant to be, and then we'll crack yeah, on again. A few then. weeks. I was going to say it's heavy on the work. We'll see in a few weeks. <laughs> exactly and at that point because we kind of went in with that momentum of it'll be fine it was just like yep just keep going just keep going just keep going the second lockdown was awful though yeah I just I was all right for training in the first lockdown even if I had no weights or anything like that I didn't do Troy Ryan and buy a load of strongman gear from (laughs) my garage for the whole time but I was like still working out doing even if it's just body weight stuff or whatever Hmm. the second work the second lockdown sorry I just didn't like it was cold, it was wet, it was miserable. Didn't have the motivation going into it. I took up jogging at one point, which was the worst decision of my life. I'm not, oh, I'm not a man for cardio. Um, I'm, a, I'm like a dwarf. We're natural sprinters. Um, yeah. So yeah, so the, sec- the second one was tricky. But we got there and we're apparently, whatever it is now, four days from freedom. Yes, be, apparently. I'm sure. <laughs> that, that, there's no way that can go wrong in any way, shape or form. No. <laughs> yeah, the first lockdown, I put on like two stone. <laughs> Because we're just because yeah. we're all uh, sitting I'm, here, we're having like bacon bussies for breakfast every day. We're having afternoon cake and tea, <laughs> pasties yeah. for lunch every day, which I wouldn't do as in work. I think hey, I'd have a salad or something. You're looking, for, <laughs> you're looking for things to do, and it's like, oh, should we bake tonight? I'm like, it's the seventeenth time we've baked this month. Mm. I do not. Need, <laughs> I don't need any more muffins or anything like that. I don't need another lemon drizzle cake. I'm already a thick boy as it is. <laughs> yeah. Do not need any more. So that's yeah. I've. I've put on a couple of pounds since lockdown. It seems to be one or two ways. You either put on a bit or you do a 36-week physique or whatever it is oh. and end up looking like the most, like an Adonis coming out oh, of lockdown. Saw, some of them people on that, um, that Nusha's... I'm looking at you thing. here, Big Guns Joe. Yes, he looks amazing. Making yeah. us all Ethan, feel terrible. Ethan Allen looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Ethan Allen's another one. There's a few uh, of them. Rick, Rick um, Marcus looks amazing. I'm yeah, Rick Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Um, RPD, obviously another one. Yeah, Danny Proper is like he's another one who looks incredible. For yes, I've heard this. Yeah. Same with Oscar Byer. There's, there's enough of them. There's enough. Just eat a couple of donuts. Have a chocolate bar. It's, honestly, <laughs> it's great being big. You'll be fine. Yeah, I did, I did manage to lose the two stones. I'm back to my pre um, lockdown ways. Well, yeah, I was just yeah, instead of having black coffee, I was having frothy coffees like eight times a day. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. How did you find keeping your fitness up during lockdown? Was it just a lot of just physique stuff and not bothered on your cardio? And how did it feel going back into training? So I, I, well, I went in phases. I think I was kind of the classic one who went through a phase at every yep. four, six, eight weeks, whatever it was. So when I first started, like I said, a lot of body weight stuff, uh, like Decker cars workouts, all that kind of stuff. And then I got bored of that, which was completely expected. Um, yep. And so I, I've got some kettlebells and stuff like that. Not very heavy ones, but I've got some kettlebells at home. So I did a lot of that kind of calisthenic stuff for about four to six weeks. Um, and then I did a load of yoga for about four to six weeks. And so actually got, oh, cool. for me, very, yeah. very, very big caveat on that saying, for me, into fairly decent, flexible shape. And then, like I said, I started doing some running and stuff like that. 
but by the like every I think the issue I had with the second lockdown was because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I was a bit like, oh, I'll just pick it up again once the gym's open properly. Yeah. That last kind of four week of lockdown was my workout was essentially walking to the spare room to play PS4. <laughs> um, and that was about as exciting as it got. But it's since we've kind of training started again and the gym's been open again, I've done uh, quite a good job of getting back regimented. Um, and I did, don't be wrong, I have a couple of pounds I'd like to lose, as I think a lot of people do, mm. especially once you're 31 with an office job and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all in all, we're doing well. Um, and I, my lift, I'm the strongest I've ever been. Like, oh, basically. Stronger than so which is, is useful when you don't do a lot of running and you're just quite happy to catch people um so yeah so i think we're, we're getting we're getting back to where we'd like to be yeah because the first time i saw you live ever was um tnt ignition a couple of weeks ago and you, you say, and I recently, looked huge it? yeah so it's yeah it was i love tnt as well that was a, a really really good day it was only the second show we've done back since obviously since lockdown um so that was it was a really fun experience to get back in there and it was the first time we've actually worked with big joe as well oh wow yeah um, so that was a very yeah despite obviously we've we've been in the same kind of training circles for years now god knows how long um but it's the first time we've actually got to work together on a show so that was really really fun i really enjoyed that and fingers crossed that's kind of set up big joe and simon miller versus you two the next show hopefully maybe you'll have to wait and see yeah uh, you'll have to wait and see the, and i know what we're going to do with them and i have nothing's been announced yet but that's what i'm hoping <laughs> so so um, you'll just have to wait and see yeah so were there any matches or storylines in 2020 you're particularly looking forward to which you couldn't get around to oh what a great question i think there was without kind of giving too much away for other places and stuff like that, i think the one that kind of was a shame it didn't really get didn't have the opportunity to be told as well as hmm. it could have been would have been with the young guns at future shock oh yeah just because obviously we debuted against them uh and that was our debut match and it went really really well it was a great match we really enjoyed it um, and because it went so well, it was the, the natural progression for that was just to do a second match straight away. As soon as they won the titles, we'll give you the rematch. We'll just have another good match and go from there. Yeah. Um, so from there, obviously, we lost both those matches. So it kind of felt natural then at that point for us to go our separate ways. They run on with their title reign. We kind of re- or established ourselves in the first place, I guess, within the Future Shock Tag Team division, which then leads down the line to us facing again, whether they're still champions or not. You know, we have these two very good matches. Now we kind of face back again. We've learned more because we've been away and we've, you know, paid our dues in the Future Shock tag team uh, division and they're mm-hmm. obviously being, the young guns, being very, very good and, and taking yeah, being on... Up, being on progress. The best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, taking on the brightest and best that, that BritRest has to offer and then we meet again down the line whenever it is. But obviously with everything that happened, that all got a bit scuppered and so we got, we actually did the third match them very recently as our our comeback match for Future Shock. It was on the first show. Back. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so whilst it was a really good match, really enjoyed it, all that kind of stuff, obviously it didn't have the kind of the build-up to it that it could have had if we'd been separated for a bit and working other people and been able to mm. tell a story about us coming back to face them again. So that was a shame that we didn't get to do that one properly. But these things happen. It's the same for everyone else. There was no... No one gained an advantage out of lockdown. No. We, all, we all had to go away. We had to spend our time. We all come back and now we're all just trying to do the best we can with with the situation we're in. Um, and I'm very excited for it. And I think we have a, a lot of a lot of opportunities now, because it's almost been like a hard reset to, yeah, definitely. Uh, to tell new stories in different ways. Stories that, that wouldn't have happened 18 months ago or whatever it was, we, we get the opportunity to tell now. It's this time to give you a chance to rest your body and evaluate kind of what's worked well and what hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. Are, are you going to make any character tweaks or tweaks to your moveset now you're back? Or? Um, oh, what a good question. So I don't... Tweaks is the wrong word in the... I, I wouldn't say I've looked back at things and thought, I don't like that. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'll change that. Or I'll change this. But we like what we have reviewed our characters kind of more on the point of actually trying to create a character mm-hmm. because the, the synergy from 18 months ago was more or less just me and Ryan turning ourselves like the cliche, turn yourself up to 11. Yes. Uh, um, and like just be big and over the top, which obviously is very comfortable for us and we were quite good at it i think um but the flip side to that obviously is is you you're stuck in the role of you are just you but rather than changing that we've uh, had some time with chris brooker who as everyone who ever says ever is very very good at character stuff and definitely it's recommend definitely, you should yes. to him if you've got any um he, he's incredible and one of the kind of the the tips he was saying to us was almost to see your character and their personality traits on like sliding scales and so depending on what you're trying to tell you just change different bits so obviously mm. like if it's 
if we're uh, working heel, for example, we turn up more of like the arrogance, for example, or maybe we turn up some maybe more like the stupidity of being a dumb jock or something like that. Or if we're being faces, suddenly it's more about the the hard work ethic and stuff like that gets turned up and the arrogance gets turned down and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I wouldn't say we're like tweaking character stuff or anything like that. It's more of a case of being more flexible within our characters because we have a better understanding of, of who we are and who we're trying to be. Oh, brilliant. That sounds great. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Keenan and you are listening to BBG Wrestling Podcast. This, this usually gives you age away. <laughs> so who was your favourite wrestler growing up? So I, I go back and forward on this a lot. My The answer is, uh, it's very when I was growing up, my favourite wrestlers, because I am a tag team guy, was yeah. the Dudleys. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, it's one of those. I always look back at it. I'm like, was it the Dudleys? Because obviously when I was growing up, it was, there was like Rock, Austin, Triple H was like big in that kind of time as well. And obviously it was the Hardy Boys, Ed and Christian, always kind of a lot. But the ones that always entertained me the most when I was, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all those kind of things was the Dudley boys. I just loved them. They were great. Um, amazing. Yeah. And the more of <laughs> they were amazing. And the more I've watched their stuff now, I'm like, no, I, they, they just, whatever it is about them appeals to me. I don't know if it's that, obviously they can be very aggressive and very, but also they have that like edge of entertainment and they were very relevant to pop culture and all that kind of stuff. It just, it just worked. Whatever it was, it worked for me. So when I was a kid, the Dudley boys, always above Rock, Austin, Triple H, any single star you ever want to say, Kurt Angle, put them all in the bin. Just give me Bubba Ray and Devon all day long. Yeah, oh yeah. They're probably, I'm surprised they all didn't win the, when WWE recently did the greatest tag team of all time. It seems to just be a platform just to get New Day. That's a storyline for the New Day at the moment, so that's why they won. But how they didn't come first, I don't think... I was very surprised. Well, do you know what? I had that, I saw that list, and I had I, had, I genuinely had no real issue with it. Well, obviously, I would have, it would be different if it was my list. But hmm. like the, you look at the, like the longevity of New Day and their ability to make themselves relevant in pop culture in a time when wrestling is a lot less relevant in pop culture than it was back in the days of the Hardy Boys, hmm. the Dudley Boys, Edge of Christian, all that kind of that lot. You know, obviously, there's there are a there's a lot less, or there appears to be there are a lot less eyes on the WWE as it is. But also, there's a million uh, very personable, big personalities out there, whether in wrestling or not. So to be able to cut through that noise and be very successful as a tag team, and also obviously be bloody good as a tag team. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, I, I had no issue with New Day being up there, and uh, like I said, it works for the storyline at the moment. So you know that that obviously helps, and you can keep that moving. I don't mind that at all. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> so what prompted you to don the tights to get in the ring yourself? Uh, so. It was, I keep trying to work out the initial moment where I was like, I'm going to do this. I used to play American <laughs> football um, for oh, cool. probably near near enough a decade, but it was a decade of two seasons. You play like you, uh, the uni season and then you play the adult season. So oh, it was yeah. near enough, I probably, probably out 15 seasons of American football in total I played. Uh, and shockingly enough, my body just didn't keep up with it. Um, and I was injured all the time. And at a point I was like, well, I'm just not doing this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Um, so was that in, so Britain, I Britain, in Britain you're doing that yes that yeah, yeah. Just in, so I started I started playing when I went to, um, first went to uni at UCLan um, played for the Lancashire Wolverines and Blackburn and then my fr- me, yeah, me and a friend started the team at UCLan Preston Uni um, in my third year there I think it was um, and we started the team up and I did a Masters and played for two years on top of that and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, oh, that was that was my big sport when I was at uni and kind of going through into adulthood. Um, went into coaching after I retired from playing, did coaching for about a year, hated it because I just was, I needed to get involved. I wasn't mm-hmm. good at being hands-off. I had to be involved in it. Yes. <laughs> um, but knew I, couldn't go back to, knew I couldn't go back to playing. So I was looking at other sports I could do. And I just kind of, I did, I was a very classic, I think like a lot of wrestling fans, was really into it when I was younger, kind of fell out of it a bit when I got a bit older. You know, you turn 15, 16, you start noticing girls and parties and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Definitely. And that kind of stuff same same yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to, then I went to uni and got back into it because I realized I wasn't cool in any way, shape, or form and was much rather sit in at three in the morning and watch WrestleMania <laughs> than go out on night out. Um, and then finished uni and kind of fell off again a bit because I was starting working 40 hours a week. And again, being up at three o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning when you've got work at eight isn't the way it's going to happen. No. <laughs> um, but as I was, again, and then kind of got back into the loop of it and started watching it. 
and I remember watching. It was actually it was Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate at Takeover. That Ooh, match they had, yes. I can't remember which Takeover it was, which came from which kind of like I feel like it's one of those matches where if you knew them, you knew it was coming. But for me, he was essentially just watching NXT and main roster stuff, and that was about it. I had no clue this was coming, and all of a sudden they're putting on this ridiculous match, um, and that kind of like that was the thing that made me put two and two together and be like, oh, I could why don't I just do wrestling if I'm not going to do any other sport? Um, obviously, it still takes its licks on your body and stuff like that, but it's, I have the ability to control it a lot more as opposed to in American football where you've got 11 players diving at your knees and you've just kind of got to hope that all the ligaments stay attached to the bits they're meant to stay attached to. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what brought me back into it. I thought, oh, I'll just try a beginner session um, or a beginner's like four-week thing. And if I like it, I'll stick with it. If I don't, I won't. I'll move on to something else. And it was there was at that beginning session where I met Ryan. And at that point, and we bit like step brothers, we became best friends very quickly. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it just it just kind of went from there. And it obviously it helped that he used to play American football as well. In the um, we actually played against each other once, I think, randomly without even knowing each other. So yeah, at that point, I was like, yeah, no, I like this. We'll we'll stick at this. I think I've interviewed about four or five wrestlers, British wrestlers who started off in American football. I can't remember who they are top ahead. I'm sure Roy, jo- Roy, Johnson, Roy Johnson did. I'm sure. I want to say Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Kingsley, maybe. I'm sure there was someone at, where were we? I'm sure I remember someone at TNT saying that they either used to play American football or were like involved in the scene or something like that. I can't remember. Who was it? Hmm. It'll come back to me. As soon as we hang up now, I'll remember and I'll be like, that's who it was. Of course it was that person. But yeah, that <laughs> is, uh, And it is more popular again, American football. It's really, there is a strong British uh, contingent for American football. And if it's ever, I always say to everyone, if it's ever something you thought about, oh, I'd love to give that a go, do it because it's really good. It's really good fun. And no one, no, that's a lie. Some people take it too seriously, but most people can understand <laughs> that it, it's fun. Yeah. Same as British wrestling. Same as everything. There's always a couple, but everyone else is just there for a good time. So were uh, the Dudleys who you wanted to like mold your style around when you started training? Do you know what? Honestly, I had no idea who I wanted hmm. to mold my style around. Like, not a clue. I just went into it. And when I, for the first probably six months of training, I wasn't even thinking about character stuff. No. I was just, just trying to learn how to wrestle. I'm just going to wrestle and we'll figure it out from there. Um, and then actually it was who it was, again, it was to go back to that cliche. Jericho was talking to someone about character work and he said the easiest thing to do is just turn your personality up to 11 I was like right well I'll do that because you do when I was when I'm in competitive sports in short I'm a bit of a knob like, yeah <laughs> I used to love being the, I, I used to love being a bad guy at American football not in a like malicious way or anything like that but I'd laugh at people and I'd wind people up and I'd try and get them to nibble and to bite and all this kind of stuff and so I thought well I'll just do that but rather than doing it to the running back who I'm trying to wind up and you know get them more worried about me than anything else I'll do it to the, the crowd yes because <laughs> that's that's all it needs to be and that's kind of how I fell into it and from there I just went well I'll just I'll just do this more and more and more and there were little influences from pop culture like there are bits of the Dudleys that I really enjoy um there's bits of obviously the Steiner brothers with working with Ryan you yes I can see that. avoid the yeah. Steiner brothers at all ever um everything has to be Steiner brother related um, but there's bits of things like I don't know if you've ever seen Blue Mountain State which is a, a essentially a sitcom I guess in America it's based around American football at college mm, uh, no. there's a lot of those There's a, I, I recommend it it's really dumb it's not <laughs> like if, you, if you're thinking if you're looking for something that's going to make you think or is like a reflection on society or anything like that this is not it if you're looking for something that's going to kill a couple of brain cells in a half hour period before you go to bed this is the one oh, it's sounds really great. good it's really <laughs> dumb it's very like American Pie, Van Wilder, that kind of humor. Um, but yeah, there's characters in that that are very over the top. And so we kind of, there's bits of that that we try and pull into our character as well. Um, and it works. I think it works quite nicely. Oh, brilliant. So tell us a bit about the history of the team. So you met Ryan at training. Where did you meet Jack and Keenan? Uh, so I met right now. This is a good question. I've got to remember things now. <laughs> uh, I met Ryan at the beginner session. So literally at a beginner session, we just happened to turn up to the same one at the same time. Um, I think I was wearing a, a top with like an NFL logo on it. And he went, oh, did you, I, I used to play American football. You into it? And I went, oh, I used to play American football. You And we, well, that's how that happened. Um, <laughs> Basically. Keenan, I, Keenan started before us. And I think we met him first. I, I'm, and Jack definitely did. I think we met them both at intermediate sessions or open mats or something like that. Um, and just got on with them really well. Like Keenan was one of those who instantly, me and Ryan were like, well, this guy's, going to be very very good and we should try and ride his coattails for as long as we can <laughs> I hope. 
And hopefully when he's rich and famous, he'll pay us to pick out his suits for him or something like that. And I will happily carry his bags for him. Um, so that was kind of how we went with that. Jack was one, of, I think me and Ryan especially, but me and Ryan and Jack got on very well very quickly because we were like a lot of um, a lot of people who get into wrestling, they get into it when they're, or start training when they're like 16, 17, 18. Yes. And obviously me, Jack and Ryan were a bit older. And so we just kind of nat- naturally gravitated together because we had to talk about work and bosses and, <laughs> and things like that. Very boring and dull. And so we kind of, uh, fell into that and we kind of the reason that Sinji started in the, the four pieces that is was actually more along the lines of me Jack and Ryan being like we have real lives outside of wrestling yes. and there are going to be occasions where we might be doing like a, a let's say like a, a, a six show booking with a promotion and real life happens for some reason and one of us can't make it to a show oh, that's at the last yeah. because yeah because real life is a thing and so we're like, well, if we are a, almost like a, a New Japan stable, I guess, that's banded together, if one of us has to drop out, it makes more sense for this person to come in and be like, well, we can still do the booking. We've got this person. We work together all the time. Here's how we've done it in the past, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was more of a case that we just got on so well with Keenan that we're like, and also, like I said, he's really good and makes us all look better. We're yeah. like, right, yeah, you're in the club. You can, you can join us as well and make us look good. You do the hard work and we'll, um, we'll just look big and intimidating and, and you can make us look really good at wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <that's amazing. laughs> so do, does working in an office like lend its way to wanting to be a heel as well because i've always think because i went for the council because i have to deal with the public all the time i'd love to be a heel and just shout at the public <laughs> so. i think yeah i think there's there are some fr- frustrations you get to take out on crowds that mm. have built up from from work and stuff or from real life in general um i think i'm quite lucky in what i do and that i so i work for a social media company that makes videos about this and everything it, th- chances are if you've seen a video that's annoyed you on the internet i've probably been involved in it at some point one yeah. or another um so like i get quite lucky in that my job i don't <laughs> i don't have to deal with the public oh, a lot yeah. which is obviously always very helpful because the public are the worst and we all know this um and i i, I squarely reflect myself back onto that because i know that when I'm annoyed at something that has to happen. I'm a terrible person, as we all are, because we just want to get through life as easily as we can do. It's all we want out of this. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think I think there are being a heel gives you the chance to kind of tell people off that you wanted to tell off in real life, but knew you couldn't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny on the front row is going to get it with both barrels because this, <laughs> is the, the, this meeting wasn't done in time or this report wasn't filled out properly. Yeah. <laughs> Got the reason somebody phoned her from one minute to five and just on the phone ten minutes, you miss your boss. She's like, oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I worked in hospitality and retail for a long time at university. Uh, when, yeah, when I was at university and just coming out of university. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of pent up rage just backed up in there. <laughs> so, what um, teams or factions have you kind of molded the style, influenced the team? Oh, that is a very good question. Do you know what? Actually, I would say quite early on, New Day was a big one for us, actually. Yes. Mainly because obviously there's within, what's the best way to say I guess mainstream, very big quotation marks on that, the WWE. They don't really, especially when we were kind of developing ourselves, there wasn't really factions. No, I there was just, You got tag teams and that was about it. And I mean, even you look at Hurt Business, which was the coolest thing going for six months. Yeah. Got canned off very how, how? I don't stand a wider. And then yeah. they, they have, they have Sheldon, Shelton and Alessandro doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, um, but New Day obviously had that longevity, but they had that ability to be heel, heels who were entertaining and yes. obviously faces who were very entertaining. But even when they were entertaining heels, they weren't cool heels, if that makes sense. It was only very late on in their heel run that people were like, oh no, this is cool. We like this. Let's do this. They had the ability to be smarmy, a bit chicken shitty heels, but still have that ability to be entertaining, yeah. be personal, that kind of stuff. So that was a big one for me early on. A lot of it, obviously, I always, I'm always hesitant to say Bullet Club, mainly because Bullet Club is such like a conglomeration of different things together mm-hmm. that mesh together. Yeah, that it's hard to say. Oh, I draw influence from them because everyone could say they draw influence from Bullet Club because they've had every different style of wrestler under the sun. When you've got everything from like. Bad Luck Fale all the way down to like, oh, down, that's the wrong word, Kenny Omega, <laughs> Finn Balor, all this kind of very, very different styles. It's very easy to say, oh, we drew this from this. But yeah, because every every type of wrestler has, has worked with Bullet Club. But I did like that Japanese, New Japan style of they're a team. Doesn't yes. necessarily mean they're all on like this. They don't have to like each other. They don't have to be on the same page all the time, but they are on a team and they have an, essentially a common goal. 
even if they have their own goals in between that, it doesn't mean suddenly everyone's best friends within this big team. It just means that there is the common goal that kind of unites them, even if they have that friction elsewhere as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's cool. So who are some of your biggest feuds and favourite matches as a team so far? Oh, biggest feuds. So we've uh, we've feuded a lot with, at LWF, which is one of the places that first um, gave us a chance, which we're always very, very grateful for. We've been in yes. a, a good long feud with a, a team called Shining Wizard, who's gone yes. through about, is a bit like the, ah, I hope this gets clipped up. They're a bit like the Atomic Kitten of the LWF. They've had a lot of different members. They've cycled through some members. Oh, wow. the Sugar yeah. Babes. They could take the Sugar Babes off for different members. <laughs> um, but we've and we've had some really, really fun matches with them as well. It's always been quite nice because they've they've been a bit of a mix of more experienced heads, but also some like younger heads coming into the business. Yes. So it's always I always I do legitimately really enjoy working with younger, fresher guys who are kind of working out because you get a chance to kind of lead and to mentor and to help people kind of come through and you see people's confidence develop which is always nice when you're wrestling people is that you get to see them suddenly like figure it out in their head and you see the eyes change and then they go from being wide-eyed in front of, you know, like rabbit in a headlights kind of thing to actually having a big figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else we've had good... We, do you know what? We've done so many shows where we've like come in, been the big heel, big meaty heel that kind of eats the pin at the end. Yes. Um, to send a crowd home happy that we don't... We haven't done that many full feuds which is a shame and something I'd love to do more of, but that's, we've kind of understood, especially because we are still relatively new to wrestling as well. But obviously, I know that eight, every, you've got to kind of add or subtract 18 months to everyone's um, total time now because no one's wrestled for 18 months. But when we were, when lockdown happened, we were just starting to get our foot in places. That, like, I was going to say, it was like the worst time for you to get when this lockdown came down. She was just, the scene just about to explode. And it was like, oh. <laughs> we were, it was, it was frustrating. because we, we did have some momentum going in and we were like, yeah, we, we're good here. We could go here, but also it's the same for everyone. Mm. Like, everyone had that same 18 month break. So I, I can't get any more or less frustrated about it than anyone else can, because, you know, there were guys that were probably like on the doorstep of um, WWE UK who yeah. then it didn't happen because everything stopped for 18 months. And there were, I mean, there'll be trainees who were, you know, eighth, who were on the doorstep of making their first big show. Not even big show, just their first show. Just first show. In front first of match. 30 people. Mm. And obviously that gets ripped away from them. And then 18 months away, if you've just started out, do you stick around? I'm sure there'll be very talented wrestlers, young wrestlers that we've lost because they weren't, didn't get that first show, didn't get bitten by the bug. And now they're off doing something else that they could have done for 18 months, which is completely understandable and fair enough to them. But so I'm, I, it was frustrating, but it was frustrating for everyone. So I'm kind of, I'm quite at peace about it now because it's there's nothing you can do about it. We just we move, we go again, and we're very lucky now that a couple of promotions uh, have done and are taking a chance on us, like you saw with TNT, uh, and hopefully we'll repay that faith by being the biggest, most horrible bastards in the room. <laughs> you are facing Shining Wizard for LWF. Yes, um, we've got yeah, we've got we've got them coming up. Who else have we got coming up? That I'm looking forward to that I can say. We've got the uh, Freak Show. Nightmare and Freak show OPW, yes, with um, with Isaiah Quinn. Isaiah I knew Quinn, called, yeah. called him a shoot name then. I was yes. like, no, that's <laughs> I, that I, I do that all the time. With Isaiah Quinn, that, <laughs> I'm very excited for that one, mainly because I'm very excited to shut Isaiah, Isaiah Quinn up. That's always a very, very enjoyable moment for everyone. Um, Ryan has already promised that he's going to, to throw someone at Isaiah, which oh, I'm that excited to see. So, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good things coming up. Like I said, OPW have taken a chance on us. TNT have taken a chance on us. Future Shock have decided to book us again, which is always silly of them. Um, Prize down in Evesham, they've decided to take a chance on us. There's a lot of a lot of places to put some faith in us, which is always very encouraging to see. Yeah, looking forward. Um, do you have like a wish list of opponents you want over the next year or so? Do you know what? I was just thinking about this earlier because I knew you were going to ask this question and I started writing a list and I realised it was a bit pointless because <laughs> the names just kept getting added and added and added and added and added. What I'm really enjoying at the moment, you see it a lot, is there are a lot of new... T- people, are t- people are really taking tag team wrestling seriously. Yeah. And there's a lot of new, new teams forming. I mean, made to last... Uh, not made to last, sorry, Born Ready are the obvious example of that um, in that these are two yes, guys that come together into tag team wrestling over lockdown. Very excited to see what they can do. Made to last, obviously, they were about before lockdown. Very excited to see what they do. We saw them for the first time, or we were on the show with them for the first time at TNT. Yes, um, that's the first time I've training. seen them live. I've seen them on video. I was, I was dead impressed with them. Very, very impressed with them. 
Um, I thought they were very, I, obviously we'd met them before and we'd, I think we've trained with them a couple of times, but never actually like worked with them, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, they were very fun to see. Obviously, Reese and Rogan's another one. Um, yes. More with the young guns. Um, there's just, it's, to be honest with you, there's just so many teams coming out now that I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do this. Let's just make tag team wrestling everything. Because I, I generally think tag, tag team wrestling is the best form of wrestling. Yes, it's better than singles wrestling. Mainly, I mean, and don't get me wrong, it's not just because my cardio is awful. Um, <laughs> tag team wrestling, I only have to wrestle half the time. But I, I just love tag team wrestling. And it's obviously, it, it kind of, it goes in waves of how much attention it gets. And it usually mirrors what's happening in the WWE, where tag team wrestling doesn't really have the limelight on it at the moment. So it, I'm very excited to see that there's so many new teams coming out and old teams coming back and all this kind of stuff. And there's just... It's just a good time for tag team wrestling. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'll say if you want to watch good tag team wrestling, don't watch WWE wrestling because they seem to have a formula where the good guy gets beat down, gets beat down, beats down, gets beat down, gets beat down, beats down, gets the hot tag. The good guys win. <laughs> That's the formula for tag team wrestling. I'm not. I'm. I'm not against having that formula. I really am not against having that formula. It's obviously a formula that works. So they've stuck with it. But there's so much more to tag team yes. wrestling, um, and again, and that's another thing that comes. With, mm. Yeah, it's another thing that comes with having all these new teams coming out. Is that there's going to be more new ideas coming in from it, and new like um, concepts, and new ambitions, and new inspirations, and all this kind of. It's just yeah, it's just a good time. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm so excited to be back. That being back at that TNT show was so fun. Just being at live wrestling again was even though we had to have our masks on and stuff. I've got two I've got two shows in a row. I've got Wrestle Island on the twenty fifth and then TNT on the second. So my next two shows. I'm so excited. This is Synergy Super Athlete Troy Ryan and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. If you're a promoter for a day, promoting your events. So using wrestlers you've ever worked or trained with, so wrestlers are associated with you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. So, And as it's your card, every match can be three-way, four-way, intergender, anything you want. Just <laughs> entirely up to you. <laughs> so use as many what people as you want. thing to say. <laughs> hey, oh, the places I could take this now. Me and Ryan are in every... No, we're not in every match. I have no idea for that. I've had some people do because the, they want to get everybody in there. One, they do, do the opening contest is a battle royal, and this person is in it. <laughs> so that's how you get babes in with everyone. I yeah. booked everyone. We're fine. All right. So who will be in your opening contest? I'm quite excited. So my opening contest. Now, originally, mm-hmm. I was going to do like a pre-show fatal four-way, which was just going to be synergy members against each other. Ooh. Just to get us out of the way, because there's no way I'm booking myself onto the show as it is. But I didn't, mainly because I was thinking about this opening match. And I think the best two, for me, that I would know would start fast, get the crowd involved, it'd be a lot of fun, and it'd be an opportunity to see two young guys just do it. Uh, so my opening contest is Tom Thelwell, yes, formerly known as Will Thompson, uh, versus my man Keenan in just a good old-fashioned, fast-paced, proper opening match that I know will just... Oh. They'll tear the house down and they'll set the standard for the rest of the card because, A, they're both very good, annoyingly yes. good, far too good for their age. Um, I wish they'd calm down a bit with that. But also, <laughs> they they have two guys with real ambitions to go as far as they can do. Mm. So if you want two guys that are going to set the standard for the rest of the card and almost kind of lay down the gauntlet and say, go on and be that, those are the two guys that I'd go with every every day of the week. I can't believe that Tom's only 18. I can't believe how good he's going to be when he's 23, 24. He's like, can we not? Can we just, I just pretend that he's like 33 (laughs) and that's why he's so much better than I am. Um, We, he was actually the first, first match I ever had. It was a training match. uh, Back, God knows how long ago now, years ago. And we, I think we went like eight minutes and I was blown up to hell by the end of it. And he was fresh as a daisy and completely (laughs) carried me through that match. Um, but yeah, no, but both of them, I'm very, very excited to see where they go. I think, obviously, I think Thelwell's potential and ability is kind of well documented at this point. Um, Keenan's is less so, but through no fault of his own, obviously, he, I mean, he's tore his knee twice. I think he blew his knee out. Yeah. Uh, or he's had two surgeries on his knee, putting it back together again. Um, and he, he, once he gets some momentum going, which I think he's starting to do now, he's going to turn a lot of heads very, very quickly. Yeah, he's somebody I can't wait to see live. I've only ever seen him on video. About a comedy match? Comedy match. So this one, I changed my mind on about 17 times <laughs> because I genuinely just didn't know who to go with. 
but I've gone with my gut instinct on this. And it's a bit weird because it's I'm probably breaking a rule here and this will probably be the match that falls flat. But it is a heel versus heel match, but mainly because I want to see who could out-heel the other one. Oh, wow. So my comedy, my comedy match for this one is Sam Bailey versus JJ Webb. Ooh. Because <laughs> I want this as two guys that I just want to see stooge out each other as much as possible. See who can be the most chicken shitty. See who can be the most idiotic. Yes. I think it's obviously, but the thing is as well, obviously Sam Bailey is horrendously experienced head coach at the Future Shot Performance Center, all that kind of stuff. So he can really lead the match. JJ Webb, I think he, someone, I don't think there are many wrestlers who are more improved than JJ over the last four years. He's Absolutely. proven at Future Shop time and time again that he can carry the heel side of the card if needed. Like he can just be the guy. He, we at the most recent Future Shock show we did, we had the match against the Young Guns where we were actually turning face in the match, which is obviously a very difficult thing to do against the Young Guns because everyone loves the Young Guns because they're really good. It's mm-hmm. another pair who need to be less good for their age. Um, and so we were doing our best. And by the end of it, we were starting to get some cheers and people started to get on board. But again, we were just doing the best we can. And in the second uh, half of the show, it was one of the double shows with the uh, social distancing, we had it was Ryan versus JJ, just in a singles match for the adrenaline title. And JJ did, essentially did it as an open challenge. Ryan came out and we got a pop that I was never expecting at all. And I'm very, very aware that it's not, it wasn't just because we were starting to turn good, but because JJ, anyone who went against JJ was going to get that pop. And it was the biggest, biggest symbol of someone being over that I've ever seen. Oh, amazing. Just, he's that good now in his character that I, I honestly, if, you, if, no, if you've not seen JJ do his stuff, I heavily recommend it. He's so good. Yes. Um, and has the ability to be very serious, you know, will knock your head off your block with his weapons or whatever, but also have the lighter side to it and stooge around and look funny doing it. Yeah, he's another guy I've, I've never seen live, JJ. I've seen his match against oh, Philip Michaels. No. Yeah. And Dean Allmark at Superstar Pro the other week was yep. great. I recommend anyone yep. finding that. I think it's on free, it's free on Powered for... Yes, I'm yeah, sure. Good. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I'm sure I saw it on Facebook as well. I think they put it up. It was on Facebook. Full, yes, it was. Yeah, the full, full show. shows on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's where yeah, I watched no, it's, it. it's yeah. really good. Very, very good. Yeah, and Sam, I, was, I didn't realise how good he was until I saw him live. It was, it was one of the things, oh, yeah, mm. he's, he's quite good when I saw him on video, yeah. but seeing him live at the rest of the island too, it's just a complete arsehole. No. <laughs> as arsehole yeah. oh, as, yeah. as, as you can be at a family show. Was. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's just, they're both very, very good. Mm. Um, and I think they're, they're two guys that easily deserve to have more eyes on them and I think will do kind of Definitely. as time goes on now especially since this kind of hard reset of lockdown then you've got a women's title match women's title so this one was a bit of an easy one actually um, and I think this this one's probably been said about 79 times on this show but there's a reason for it and also I'm going to point out as well they've been getting on far too well on Twitter so we're putting a stop <laughs> to that right now uh, so my women's title match is Alexis Falcon versus Tonga Oh wow. uh, these yes. two put these two put out banger after banger every time. I think they've had three matches, just singles matches at Future Shock now, and each one has been like an absolute show stealer. They're very, very good together. Um, they work incredibly well. They're very, very talented. Mm-hmm. They're going to be around for a long time. You, you'll never, you're never, you're never going to be able to avoid them. Um, but again, I can't put this out, put out enough. Get on far too well on Twitter. <laughs> that it's like, it's time to lay some punches into each other. Alexis, I'll put the, there as one of the most improved over the last three or four years as well. Just I, and ridiculously young for how yes. good she is. Yeah, annoyingly, annoyingly young for how good she is. Um, and I think Tonga is one of those wrestlers as well that will is instantly kind of captures the audience's attention. I think they work. Uh, it's one of those that obviously they've teamed up together and they've been a little kind of heel team before at Future Shock, mm-hmm. uh, and now they've got against each other and they just. The chemistry they have is, is so good that I will I'd always recommend any of their matches whenever they come up. And Tonga's such a lovely person, but then she, I love her bitch diva character she has. Yeah. When she wrestles. Oh, <laughs> she knows who she is as well. She knows her character very well. Yeah. Uh, and is very good at portraying it. Uh like a mid-card title match. Mid-card title match. So this is the only match I'm doing that's not a straight up one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I struggled with this one for a while as well because I had a, a couple of ideas and went against myself and a couple of ideas and went against myself and then actually I thought the easiest way to do this there's three lads from the Northwest who everyone loves who love kicking stuffing out of other people so quite frankly they can kick stuffing out of each other for <laughs> uh, and we can just all sit there and enjoy it 
So my mid card match is Northwest Strong versus Northwest Strong versus Northwest Strong oh, is wow. Luke Jacobs, <laughs> Ethan Allen, and Chris Ridgeway um, in a who can come out with the most bruised chest possible match. Oh, that'd be amazing um, match. Yeah, no, it's they are they're obviously incredibly talented people. Um, and Ridgeway obviously take kind of that mentorship role with Luke and Ethan. Um, and I think just just seeing those three essentially put on a showcase of what they can do against each other, I think is, is obviously something that would, a lot of people would like to see and pay money for. And therefore, I'm a, a great promoter who will make lots of money out of this show. And we won't worry about the wages because they're all very good. Yeah. <laughs> the Northwest Strong Championship just rolls off the tongue as well. Yeah, so as a brand strong, strong style championship. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Hardcore Extreme Rules style match. So this one, it might be a bit of a cheat because I, I've played with the lines slightly of yeah. what I'm allowed to do, but there is a reason for it. So I will explain afterwards. So my hardcore extreme rules, etc. match is Tyson T-Bone versus Rampage Brown. Wow. Now, <laughs> obviously in itself, that kind of is easy booking because they're both ridiculously good. Um, the reason for me choosing this was actually the first Future Shock show that I ever went to. I went with my wife. I can't remember if it was just before I started training or just afterwards, but it was very, very early on, regardless of which side of the line it was, into mm. wrestling. And it was a really good show. And these two did a street fight. Uh, it was the main event of the first half. And Charlotte, so far, she'd been into it, but she, she, she wasn't really into her wrestling that much. She'd gone because I wanted to go and she was there for company and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she was enjoying it. Um, these two came out and instantly started kicking seven shades of stuffing out of each other. Like just battering each other. Now, there's a rule at, at uh, a lot of wrestling places, including Future Shop, which is they have the 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 line of the chairs is sacred. Don't mm-hmm. send anyone. You don't send wrestlers into actually into the chairs, into the crowd, um, which is a very understandable rule. There's no guardrails yes, or anything like that. It makes a lot of sense. These two didn't listen to that rule. <laughs> just no interest in that rule. And I think it was the moment that Charlotte actually got on board with me wrestling, and she fell in love with this match. Was what I can't remember. I think Rampage sent T Bone into the crowd and literally like arrow straight at us. He was almost trying to eyeball us. And wow. I can remember having to get out of the way at the last. Obviously, you've got the like the, the people who were, who were um, the ring crew telling people to move out of the way and all that kind of stuff. And I remember just go, we both did the same thing. We started to walk off, realized we'd left our drinks behind. <laughs> Rinks as we pulled out of the last second, T Bone or Rampage, whoever it was, came flying through and all this kind of And it was, it was. The moment there was two moments for me. One there was a moment I realised that Charlotte would be completely happy with me wrestling because yes. she enjoyed this. This was fun and it was entertaining. And it was also the moment I realised I was never ever going to Charlotte was never going to like one of my matches oh. because this was <laughs> just a standard that I was never ever going to reach. Uh, it was such a good match. So it is. No, we're not. I appreciate I'm cheating a little bit by putting these two in a hardcore match for my show. That's but it show. was the moment. It, was, it is my show. So I've stuck a lot of it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's. I have very fond memories of this match because it was the first time, and I've seen Charlotte kind of really go. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I like this. I think you can't go wrong with them two facing each other. It's like they're probably the two best no, tosses in British wrestling. So, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's simple booking, isn't it? Yeah, and I never got why Tyson T Bone on NXT UK never got any higher. I, I, I know he's got he's kind of gone into a tag team now, but he was always like. Is there to put the stars over rather than because he's so yeah, good. Yeah, it was. And, but it is interesting. It's interesting seeing him doing the tag stuff now. Mm. It's really like he's been very good with his tag team stuff. And I'm really, I am enjoying it. And obviously, he's got himself, he was already, he's always been in good shape. Yes. Um, but he's another one who's got some incredible shape. And then That's obviously, amazing. Rampage is the, has, has been the backbone of British wrestling for a decade now, near enough. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think with both of them is that you know they're going to be successful because they're that good. It might not happen instantly. It might not be uh, like it might happen in the first year, but you know it's it's going to happen because they are just that good at it. Yeah, mate. Uh, your tag team title match. So again, it's another one where I had to struggle not to put myself in it <laughs> because I know I wanted to, but that's not the point. So I didn't. I kept synergy out of it. Um, so actually, it was two tag teams that we we know well. We're sure we will work down the line. So excited to work against them. Bit of a scouting opportunity for us. Uh, but so the tag teams I've gone for are Born Ready versus yes. Made to Last. Uh, I think it's just it's just one of those. It's a good match of styles. Um, the two teams that are very tag team oriented, orientated, 
Um, especially made to last, especially have been real. I, again, I can't put them over enough how impressed I was at TNT with everything they were doing. Um, and obviously, Born Ready is a lot of hype that they've managed to generate for themselves recently. So I think this is just one of those matches that's just, it's just good to see. Again, it's, it's this resurgence of tag team wrestling in British wrestling. Um, and also, like I said, it's a bit of a scouting opportunity for us to see what we've we've got coming down the line. Yeah, made to last of my six-year-old's new favourite tag team because after the show at TNT, they gave him a hat and he wears it Love to school, school every day. It's an adult hat. It's huge on him. <laughs> he, he wears it to school every day. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just they're full of personality, full of like very, what's the word for it? Um, yeah, just full of good energy coming mm. out of them all the time. So yeah, no, I'm I, I was I was glad to finally see them wrestle a show at TNT. I can't believe it had been that long. We'd never actually managed to do it. Um and I'm yeah, I'm very excited to see, to work with them down the line, hopefully at wherever it may be, whether it's TNT or OPW or or wherever it happens to be. Yeah, that was the first time I've seen them as a team. I've I've, I've seen Leon Gray wrestle a couple of times singles, but yeah. I've never seen them as a team. But yeah, they're very impressive. And I, I like I, I like Crash Boat as well. They were, yeah, they were oh yeah, favorites, that, so. that was the first first time I ever had any in, in, encounter with Crash Boat. And it, again, another team that's just full of really good energy. Like, that'll, be, just, that'll be a great feud of you because you're so different. <laughs> so, yeah, you're super serious, hard heels, and there's these funny guys that put you together. Yeah, no, could be, could, a, be, could be brilliant. A lot of good potential at TNT in the tag division, I think. Mm, yeah, no. And then it's your main event. Main event. I have to unlock my phone because it gone away. Uh, so <laughs> main event. So this was another one where I was like, actually, this one kind of books itself. Um, and this is it was. So there's two halves to this. First half is uh, Joey Hayes, yes. which I kind of I think is I think everyone agrees that he's probably the most underrated, underutilized wrestler in at least the Northwest, maybe all all of British wrestling. Um, which I think when everyone agrees that, I don't think it makes him underrated. But you get the point I'm making in that he he's been around for so long. He's been so good for so yeah, long. Yeah, he's, he's a modern he's, British legend, I think. But, and yeah, we yeah, won't know, we won't, we won't know how much how great he is until he's gone. He's, I think he's one of them guys. Yeah, he's wh- wherever he ends up, whether it's he gets signed or he, you know whatever happens when he's not wrestling all the time in the British scene, that's a hole we will feel very mm. quickly. Um, and so Joey Hayes versus another one again, who for me falls into the underrated, underutilized, underappreciated category, which is Deadly Damon Lee. Oh yes, um, yes. And this is one I was. I don't, or there's certainly not been many people who have come back from the lockdown break with as much drive and focus that he seems to have. Um, just at, like at Future Shock, at the two shows we've seen him do, it's. He's, again, he's another one who falls into the, he's such a lovely guy. Yes. <laughs> um, but the ability to, to turn it on and be DDL and be that guy and come back and can, and has the ability to do everything. Obviously, we've seen him do comedy wrestling for a, a long time and be the mm-hmm. be the stooge heel. Um, but then as soon as he wants to be the serious, almost like assassin type, he just instantly turns that on and becomes, becomes that deadly Damon Lee. Um, so putting these two together, I think it's just, it's a main event that should be a main event because they, they deserve to be main eventers and they are main eventers Definitely. and they're that good as main eventers. And I think it's almost a uh, responsibility of the rest of us to make sure that everyone understands how good these are and how these two should be main eventing anything they want to do because they're just that good at it. Yeah, that'll be an amazing match. Be an amazing card. I'm really excited for to see Joey Hayes versus Scott Oberman at Wrestle Island. I think that's yeah. They've been muttering about that for a while. I think that's going to be amazing. But yeah, that's, that's Scott Oberman is going to go. Scott Oberman's going to go very far. Yes, very. And another one who's too good for his age. He just if you could just you know chill out a little bit for a couple of years, get a bit closer to my age, and then be really good. That makes me feel <laughs> it just makes me feel better about myself. He's one of them guys who just seemed to, between. I mean, just between seeing him, he just something came to click. Yeah, it's been when Anytime. he changed changed his name from Seth to Seth Skyline to Scott Oberman. Just something clicked. Yeah, I don't. He, so I said, so this is a, an older one. Actually. So we were doing a show where it was. This is a lot. So me and Ryan had just debuted. Mm. Like we we were fresh out the gates. I had as Ryan, <laughs> I had my old gear, not my like my old old gear, which was red and blue. They were essentially Yokozuna pants. Uh, it was not good yeah. gear. Um, and it was a pre-match battle royal, five-way battle royal. Uh, I was in it, Ryan was in it. We weren't a team at this point, so we were against each other. 
I can't remember who else was in it, but Scott Oberman was one of the ones in it. Yes. Um, and it was on the pre-show and me and Ryan were a bit unconfident and kind of, we were letting, hoping for other people to take the lead and all this kind of stuff. And Scott was there and he was also, it kind of seemed like he was in a similar place to us. He seemed quite quiet, um, a bit unsure. And he was like, I'll take up that that role of being like the the heel that stays out of everything and rolls out the ring in the battle royal and comes in when it's advantageous and rolls mm. out and comes back in that kind of stuff. And so I was there because I, I hadn't seen Scott before. I was still very new to the scene. I was still learning who was who and what was what and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of there, with it being a pre-show match, I was like, oh, okay, so he's like, this guy's just coming up as well. He's just starting out as well. That's fine. We can work with that. We know what we've got. And then he had a spot where he was essentially like, he's just doing like quarter splashes on me and Ryan going, do-do-do-do-do, running back and forth, doing little bits. And then I just kind of chucked him out of the ring and that was that. And even then, and this was three, four years ago, it was the smoothest, just most capable, most controlled, but aggressive and hard hitting. Like it took, like it, it legitimately shocked me. Yes. Like the first time he hit me, you can just see, I just completely yeah. no sold him. And I've just got this sh- shocked look in my face of like, oh my God, this guy's so good. Um, and I think, I think it was, he was more established at this point anyway, but he was mm. like, that was a confidence thing yes. of him becoming Scott Oberman at this point. And ever since then, every time I see him, he's just got better and better and better. And better, and better. and as you saw against um, Cam Solis at TNT, just at this point now, he's just so so good, so so good. Uh, and I feel terrible now for not putting him on my card. Uh, <laughs> I've st- oh, we'll find some. We'll get him on the preacher. He can do a battle royal. Yeah, we we'll, get, we'll get a rubbish five man battle royal in there somewhere. He can be on that with us. No, I'm, I'm loving that the Cam Solis Scott Oberman feud. They just mm. seem to be doing all over the northwest of the moment. It's just so yeah. good. Yeah. Again, it, it's simple booking. It that you know it's going to be good. Like you don't. Sometimes you don't need to overthink these things. Sometimes if you know two people are going to be good, just book them. Yes, put them together. And let them let them just be good together, and it works. Yeah, their, their, their story at Wrestle Island has been. It's probably off three years ago. Started. It hasn't been going on for yeah, eighteen months, but it was a slow burner. So yeah, they, they teamed up, and Scott never liked them. They did a, a six-man tag. I think Cameron took the pin, so then Scott battered him afterwards. And then the next show, Cam cost Scott the match. Then they had a match in the next show. Cameron re- put his boots in the ring like he was going to retire. And then two shows later, he came, he interviewed, interfered as Scott over a match. And it's just, yeah, just a slow. Because they, they only do like five or six shows a year. Best Island. Yeah. They built this story. It's amazing. <laughs> So again, it's all you need. Like if it's if it mm. if it's simple and it works, it doesn't need to be you don't, like you don't need to put hats on hats. You don't need to jump shark sometimes. Sometimes mm. it, it can just be simple like that, and it works really well. And especially like you said, you got two guys there who obviously have very good chemistry with each other. Mm. So just let them do work. Yeah, and the, the last show it was kind of a flip on what they did at TNT. Scott Open had the briefcase, but instead of going because um, the champion is Dan Evans, his tag team partner. So they kind of made him like he was like the gatekeeper. You had to get through Scott to get to Dan for a title match, rather than him cashing in and get on Dan. So it was a really interesting way of doing it. So yeah, so at Wrestle Island, Cameron Salas has now beat Scott. Now he's the number one contender. Whereas TNT is the way around. Scott's That's, now beat like Cameron to win the briefcase to become the number one contender. So obviously, it's, it's really just good, good storytelling. It's mm-hmm. just good storytelling, which is all like, I think, especially. With it being obviously being missing for eighteen months, there's going to be there's going to be so many stories that need to be reset. That actually doing the simplest stories are going to be the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, when you've got pre-existing ones like at TNT and like at Wrestle Island, where you have this story that's already set and you can pick up from eighteen months ago, but by keeping it simple and not having to do too much, it makes it easier for you to start other stories in completely unrelated places because yes. you've got this uh, precedent, I guess is the best way of saying, it, of simple stories that work well and you know what. <laughs> you know what to expect and what's coming, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think for both those guys, they've got a lot of, a long way still to go in terms of they've got time so they can just be good and just do fun stuff and enjoy it. Um, there's no pressure on them to do anything extra when they're just good and good and young. Yeah, so, so, I, I'm getting the impression he's going to do like a British legend killer gimmick now that he's called out Joey Hayes and I think that, that, that'll just be his thing. He just call out the biggest names at the moment whilst Cameron and Dan fights over the title for a bit. I think that's that seems to be the story. I think nice. I like that. That sounds cool. <laughs> we've mentioned Odyssey. We've mentioned uh, Lancashire Pro Wrestling. 
mention TNT? Anybody anywhere else people can see you in the near future? Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, now you're asking questions. I've got to get calendars off my kind of stuff. I'm not that organized. Uh, <laughs> TNT, Future Shock, LWF, uh, Prize, OPW. There's probably more I've forgotten. If I have done, I'm really sorry. Uh, to be honest, I just just go out and watch wrestling. No matter, like, it doesn't, uh, like, there's all the shows that have lasted over 18 months of, because it's hard wrestling. It's hard to make money out of. So if the shows are still about after 18 months of this, they're doing it because they love it, mm-hmm. which means the shows are going to be really good. So just like go out, watch watch British wrestling because it is it's really good, isn't it? It's just fun and exciting, and it's just nice to have it back. Um, so yeah, no, I've you can you there's plenty of places where you'll find us, and we'll get better at social media, and you can pump it out. But regardless of if we're at the show or not, just go go to your local show, enjoy your local your local promotion because mm. we're all here just to to make wrestling better. So just go out there and enjoy it. Are you gonna? I know it's um, Ryan and Jack. At, uh, uh, yeah, fight for honor. I, Will you be there? Fight well? for honor. That's the one. Uh, we have to wait and see, won't you? Mm. Why am I? I'm not. You know, you have to wait and see. <laughs> it's just the way that this. That's uh, you know. Don't, don't be asking for spoilers. I can't wait. Maybe for that I'll show. be there. I mean, <laughs> any chance? Any chance to beat up Born Ready? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have a think about it, aren't I? You know, there's there's some loud mouths out there at the moment. A lot of people talk about how they're the hardest working team in British wrestling and disagree with a lot of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe I'll be there, maybe I won't. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that show. So it's gonna be. It's, yeah, I'm, the the lineup is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible lineup already. Um, keeps announcing and people. Yeah. I said, "Are you affording this?" <laughs> yeah, um, and it, I'm really excited for uh, Jack as well because he people are going to realize how good he is. Mm-hmm. He, he's another one who is is sat under the radar and I think a lot of it is mainly due to the fact that again it's another one with a, a, a real life um, that doesn't make it always easy for wrestling but he's just so talented and such a good technical wrestler that I think he's going to very quickly open a few eyes as soon as people get to see him yeah I hope, I hope he does well in the Castle Cup next week so. uh, yeah I, I'm yeah I have a, he's exactly the right kind of person for the Castle Cup mm-hmm. because he, he's uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say it again. A, a lot of this podcast is gonna be me putting over Ryan and Jack and um, Keenan, in that they're, they're all three of them are so underrated in what people think they are compared to what they can be. If that makes yes. sense, yeah. Um, it's just there's so much t- in the whole northwest, but even in just in synergy, I think Ryan legitimately might be pound for pound the strongest wrestler ever. Um, I do. I'd say I'd only seen you live the other week. I didn't realize how yeah. big he was until I saw him live. He, I, I, he's going to probably have a go at me for saying this because it's putting pressure on him. But there's a good chance in a couple of months he will literally, and I mean this literally, be a world level powerlifter. Oh wow! Like that's ridiculous. Obviously, like Keenan again is so young and so good, and has come back from a complete knee re- reconstruction at his age. And have the, the mental fortitude and determination and ability to come back that from that is ridiculous. And Jack is just so technically good at wrestling and such a good brain for wrestling that as soon as he gets the platforms to show that, he's, yeah, again, I know I've turned this into the let's put my mates over show, um, but screw it. You, gave, you gave me a live microphone, so this is your fault. Um, <laughs> honest, honestly, if you get a chance to see any of them, just do it because you're going to enjoy watching them wrestle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so before we go, do you want to promote any social media? Or, uh, oh, God, yeah, um, probably. Uh, the Anderson Daniels on Instagram, I think. Candace underscore Daniels on Twitter. Synergy Faction, I think, is on Instagram as well. There's We're about, you'll find us. I'm a good follow on Twitter. You'll, yes. There's you some good stuff on there. You have to put up some work stuff as well. I'm sorry. I work for Joe Media. Deal with it. <laughs> at least fairly good. Um yeah, that we're about. You'll find us. Enjoy it. Watch wrestling. Go to wrestling shows. That's that's my that's my plug. Just go <laughs> to your local wrestling show and enjoy it because it's, it's dead. Yeah, support support Brit Rest. That's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's so so many new promotions that popped out up over the last year that I'm sure you've got a local one in your town now. So. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's it's a great time, and it's, obviously there's a real focus on doing things right now as well. Which yeah, is, I, 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 I don't think you could be a bad train a training school or a bad promoter that after the speaking out movements I don't think anyone will no. tolerate it. So. And it's yeah, it's you know, 
it's an incredible moment for British wrestling to kind of finally pull its finger out of his ass and start doing this properly because it's going to make British wrestling even better. Which and it was already very good, so it's 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 a legitimately a very exciting time for wrestling at the moment. Yeah, I can't wait. So I put links to all your social media below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Plus Absolutely, we do I love the that. Four way. Oh god, I, I pray for, if you if you want to take that gauntlet on, you go for it. But I I pray for you. 